I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply feet wide 13 to 14 foot tall pitch black the one thing that ran through my mind when i had this encounter was i don't have a big enough gun your host two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years william jevnik welcome to creek devil hello everyone welcome to creek devil uh, we're going to be talking with Forrest and Jessica. They had a recent sighting again here shortly. But, uh, Tom, you want to make an announcement first? Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank everybody for joining us. And uh, you guys know what to do. If you like the show, let us know. Click the like and subscribe. Uh, you guys know how to do that. And uh, I want to thank all our new Patreons. We'll be putting, uh, we'll be, uh, putting a shout-out in our description here shortly. But if you want to do that, you can go on YouTube, just go to the description and click the link for Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can become a new subscriber to our uh, Patreon account and become a supporter that way. Or just go to patreon.com forward slash Creek Devil and you can do it that way. Um, with that said, Will, I'm going to hand the mic back to you. Yeah, I want to thank everybody. We've asked people to... Uh... Hit the like button more for us so that the show will get out there. And uh, that's been happening, so thanks, folks. We really appreciate that. It really helps the channel. Um, you know, we're, we're not big YouTube people, so... Uh, and, of course, this is for YouTube. It's not for the other platforms the show's out on. But uh, for those who listen on YouTube, it's a big help, and, and it really uh, helps get the show out there and seen uh, on their algorithm. So, having said that, Forrest and Jessica, fill us in on what happened. Which of us would you like to go first? She had to walk out of the room because we were getting feedback on our phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, it doesn't matter whichever whichever one of you wants to start first. Well, I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, <clears throat> we had we were having some issues with one of our horses that kept going over onto the um, neighbor's property, and um, we couldn't seem to get any cooperation out of them for fixing the fence and I don't have the ability to put up fences and we called everybody under the sun uh, you know to come out and help and try to get somebody that was a fence builder out here to help and oh uh, nobody wants to work and uh, so we were kind of in the situation where we kind of had to push come to shove and see what we could figure out. So we had decided that night that we were going to, we'd already moved a couple of panels over there blocking that fence. And, um, um, and so that particular night we decided, well, we'll just take down this gate over here. And, um, it was a 12 foot gate and that'll cover a pretty good expanse. <clears throat> and then we'll, uh, we had plans to get another panel uh, at uh, like the next day or so and put it across there too. So anyway, 
uh, by the time I got home from work, I had to work till midnight and, uh, uh, Jessica got off at 10. She was already here. She'd already got the gate down and was just waiting there for me. Well, to start this whole thing off, when I got out, got there, um, I saw her down at the bottom of the, the drive and, um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I walked up to the gate and was, um, unlatching it and I heard a bunch of noise in the brush there well that kind of spooks me a little so I hurried on I hurried back to the car drove through the gate and then hurried back over and latched the gate again and so went and jumped in my car and drove down to the bottom of the hill and I said something to Jessica I said there was a bunch of noise up there in the, the brush and uh, I don't know, it didn't sound like deer to me because they don't usually make that much noise. So anyway, so we got down there, or I got down there, and we were going to move that panel over. So I go and uh, help her with, I'm holding one end, she's holding the other end. We go through the gate and uh, into the pasture, and we're headed out there to put this the the skate up so we can you know span that you know cover that it's at least 12 feet of that expanse on the fence that's broken and um and i'll i might add here what was really aggravating both of us is that the reason the fence was broken was because that my neighbor was fussing about was because his trees had come down on the fence and broke the top two um lines of wire there so it wasn't through any fault of ours but the way they explained it to to, uh, to me was that they didn't have any livestock so it didn't make any difference to them that the fence was broken so we're left with the responsibility of trying to figure out how to you know block this and i really didn't need my horses going over there anyway so anyway we're headed out there and we got about halfway over there and all of a sudden the, the, I get this brilliant notion that, well, maybe I should take the, uh, and I might add, when I got out there, Jessica had two of the spotlights uh, uh, there ready for us when we got out there and she had handed me one. And um, so I thought, I better go check and make sure all the horses are actually in the pasture before we go blocking this, you know, uh, opening. So we didn't block in a horse or two, maybe over on their in their pasture. So I I asked Jessica. I said, "Are you think you're going to be okay?" And because uh, I knew if I left her, that uh, she was going to be standing there by herself. So here I go walking off, checking the horses. And actually, they met me. I got about probably thirty, forty yards, and here they come. They were down on the other side of the pasture and they saw me. So, uh, they came up and we did a head count and guess what? Everybody was there. So I come back and, um, I guess I'll let Jessica take over from here because when I got back, she had her gun out. So Jessica, it's all yours now, honey. (laughs) Okay. So while she was going counting the horses, I had heard some rustling in the trees ahead of us heading in the direction that we were about to go. So I actually, at that time, 
when she left, I had my hand on my gun just to be safe because we do have illegals around here as well. So it's like, okay, let's make sure I'm safe because we've had them come up and just we had to have a gun on them just to have them leave. So I don't have the gun for Bigfoot. I have it for the illegals. But unfortunately, it's never the illegals. I don't think it's always illegals that night. (laughs) Nah, because after we had put the gate down there, because, Kay, it was actually the first gate we we put down there, because the second gate we had to use my truck with. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. So it's the first gate we put down there. And after we put it down there and got at least the wire temporarily stretched until we can get a more permanent or some more gates down there at the time. Well, on the way back at the spot that I was actually standing in earlier, holding the gate, we actually had a rank smell. I described it as skunk wet dog because it had it's a faded skunk stink mixed with wet dog. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the way I described it. And it had not been there well the, when we were there before. There was no odor or anything, and it was it was exactly at the spot where she was standing there holding that gate while I went to uh, count. Uh, the horses. So uh, we thought it actually, um, it really kind of uh, distressed both of us. So we very hurriedly came out of the pasture. So, and we came back up through the gate, came around and we had come up to the first shed there. And one of the cats that we, we had actually put the cats up before we'd started all this or Jessica had before I'd even gotten home. And one of the cats that's supposed to go up, she all of a sudden suddenly appeared. So Jessica was actually putting that cat in the shed. And um, I I don't even know what prompted me to do it, but I walked around the corner of, back corner of her truck and I looked down towards the um, old house. And Jessica actually followed, it followed me immediately after she put the cat up. And she was almost directly behind me. And, um, but I walked over and I just happened to glance down towards the barn. And that's when I was like, oh my God, what is that? And I clearly, uh, well, let me explain briefly where the old house is, the burned shell of house is. Um, I have a pole light between it and the cabin. And that light, there is a there is a big tree there, but the light comes filtering through the tree and actually comes up in front of the old house, probably maybe 10 or 12 feet. It has an area that it, it lights up there, just and it's just the way the trees happen to, the foliage uh, doesn't block the light in that particular area, and you can see, you know, and I could clearly see something walking between that had evidently come across in front of the 
the old house from the direction of the pasture that we were just in and walked the silhouette, black silhouette of it came right across in front of that, uh, uh, that space there and then disappeared next to my butane tank. And I say disappeared only because that's where I did not see it anymore because uh, there's a lot of foliage around the, the butane tank there. And um, so it could have ducked in there and around and went behind that. I don't know. But you know what? I wasn't going to go down there. But Jessica can tell you, she she saw it too. I actually saw, I didn't see what it was. I just saw movement down there and like, that spooked me even more because we were just over in that area. It's like, hey, let's go. Hey, hey Jessica. Well, how yep. big could you estimate the size of this thing with movement? Because I've seen that before too, and it, it's freaky. There's no, there's no other way around it. It's, you know, something's there, and it's kind of spooky. I'd say around three, four feet. Because it yeah, wasn't. That's exactly, that's exactly what I saw too. I'd say between three and four feet. So you think it's one of the toddlers? No, yeah, it was a little one. It was. I, in fact, I told Chuck that night. I think Chuck, I called you that night because we were we were freaked out. We were. And I mean, at that point in time, Jessica had her gun out, and uh, we both kind of backed up, and then very hurriedly went in the house. At that point in time. I mean, we didn't. We weren't out there like, oh, we're going to go down there and wander around and see what it is. No, it. it uh, I had, you know, what at that point in time, I didn't give a damn what it was. I just, uh, you know, it obviously wasn't a person, and I think Jessica would agree with me there. Unless somebody's uh, eight or nine year old kid is out wandering around at uh, one o'clock in the morning, and uh, school had already started, so I know that was situation so, you know well that uh, foul smell too this kind of corresponds yeah. to the tracks you found just a month ago yeah exactly it does hey forest what was the smell and the siding in the same place or were these two different places no there were two different places the smell we'd actually smelled out in the pasture and uh then uh this was over by the old house, but you see it was in a direct, the, the thing about it was, was that it was almost directly like it had followed a path. It was directly, uh, you know, it would, if it had followed a path from the pasture over to where it was, it was a, a, just a direct straight line. It could have come over that fence and then, uh, and been right over there. Cause it walked right. It had to have walked right in front of the old house from the, the direction that it was coming. Okay. And, and the front of the old house would have been dark, so we wouldn't have, we wouldn't necessarily have seen it. It only appeared when it was silhouetted with that light, and that was and I saw it, you know, clearly. And uh, and then I, it was when I said, "Oh my God, what is that?" You know, then she she looked down there immediately and then saw the movement, and we were both like, "Uh, oh, no, we're <laughs> we're going in the house. That's it." Well, I asked because. You were talking about the smell, and then you were talking about the sighting. Cuz, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually you don't get any type of smell from these things unless they are agitated or trying to get you to back off. And I was wondering if maybe there was a toddler out there and a parent, and y'all were getting too close to the toddler, and the parent was getting upset. That's a reasonable uh, assumption. 
I mean, yeah, because so, there's actually. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's actually a lot of. Since it was a dark night, we could have been within 20, 20 feet of it and not seen it because it's that dark out here. And especially if it decided it wanted to scamper over to another set of trees that are a little bit further away, but in direct line of the old house. So it could have been. Go ahead, Jessica. So it could have been hiding up in those trees, and we would have never saw it since they are, with them being feeders, they're so bushy. You can't see anything unless it eyes shine or something at night. Right. Forrest, whenever you heard that noise in the brush, did it sound like the size of an adult or a small one? Well, it sounded like something large. Because, Jessica, you remember when I got down there, I said, that wasn't deer that I heard up there. I said it was way too big uh, to have been. It was like something moved away and went through the, the the cedars. And we've got a lot of debris and stuff after that big storm we had. We've got a lot of debris with lim- <clears throat> excuse me, limbs and stuff that are down. So when you step on those mesquite limbs, dried out mesquite limbs, and even the cedar limbs up there, it makes a lot of noise. And it wasn't, it wasn't deer, you know. Uh, trampling through there so and not unless there was like 30 or 40 of, 40 of them going through at one time it, it, it made a lot of noise and that kind of that that put me at ill at ease right immediately so we were really wanting to hurry up and get it get it done I mean both of us were so and you have no idea how dark it is out there I mean you can put a flashlight on it and you really can't you can see the brush with the light but you really can't see into the brush with the light that's the that's what's so disturbing i mean something could be sitting in there watching you easily and you'd never you'd never know it just well, like these just things like this, are unless you had eyes shine yeah they're dark and they're hairy so they're going to blend in even if you got light right on them oh yeah yeah I know we have sent you pictures at dusk of how dark it gets underneath those cedar trees. So with it, with no light at all, even with a flashlight, it's like, it's so dark. You cannot see anything outside that little patch of light. It's almost like it absorbs the light. It's really weird. A lot of people say that. You know, we were. But I, I know that night I called. I called Chuck, and if you remember, Chuck, I said either there. I have got a bunch of damn juveniles running around out here, and and pr- probably babies too, or I've got little people running around. And, and Chuck, what did you tell me? The little people are worse than the Bigfoot. That, that's 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 exactly what I told you. And and that's what you know. That's what most of the the Native Americans say around here is that you that that is something you definitely don't want to get involved with because they are they are meaner and nastier than than Bigfoot. But yeah, I. <clears throat> I remember you when you called me that night. Night, the first thing that came to my mind was 
the fact of, of it possibly being the same juvie that you guys have seen once before. And, and the fact that I, you know, coming around the cat buildings that you got there. And, uh, I, I think that's a big curiosity to the young ones. I think, you know, I was thinking the same thing, Chuck, when I first heard this. I was like, oh, I hope it's not the little people. The voice of encouragement here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's been plenty plenty of Bigfoot juveniles there, so I think you don't don't have to go to the other uh, pathway there. Well, let's hope yeah. not. <laughs> and, yeah. And, folks, the um, I'm going to be, Tom's going to watermark a couple of the pictures from Forrest and we'll put those on the JRG Bigfoot uh, research page on Facebook so you can see them. We've had people asking, you know, and I we put pictures up when we get them uh, from witnesses. So it's not always, we, we talk about things sometimes, but they're not always forthcoming with pictures. So uh, we'll try to do that here um, when this one, when this show is posted. You know, I was going to mention. Hey, Forrest. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say about how dark it is, you know, in that part of the country or when there's no residual light. I was in New Mexico the past couple of weeks, uh, southern New Mexico, and there aren't very many street lights in, in Las Cruces. In in the downtown area, and the highways there are, but when you get out in the residential areas, and I think it's because the locals just don't like uh, street lights, it's dark as heck. And, and it's even it even makes driving difficult sometimes, you know, if you're not familiar with the areas. Yeah, well, I have three pole lights, but I have two of them that are behind, directly behind the house, and then uh, the one down there by the barn. And, uh, I mean, uh, Adam can tell you, they were out here last night, and they couldn't believe how, uh, when we turned all of our lights off, how dark it was. Adam sent me a text. He said, they didn't see, you didn't see any, but they threw a rock at the house. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> they were leaving. I forgot about that. Turn. Um I thought, didn't I send you a text about that too? I don't I think so. Adam, <laughs> Adam did. He was excited. <laughs> <laughs> they were when we were, uh, we Jessica and I sat out there because we we were going to walk up and just double check. I told him how to, to latch the gate, and uh, because he was coming back for the cameras the next morning, and I told him just to dummy lock the gate. But we decided that we'd wait till they left, uh, and then we'd walk up the driveway and double check the the you know that they'd latched it properly and everything and so we're sitting there Jessica and I are sitting there and in the chairs uh, underneath the oak tree by the driveway and all of a sudden we hear this kaplap <laughs> and I looked at her she looks at me and I said that was a rock somebody just threw a rocket and the thing was that Adam and them were still up at the the uh, the gate, remember that, Jessica? Because they were—I don't know—something happened because I could hear them all laughing up there about something. I, I should mention and, first uh, for people who don't know who Adam is. Adam's a part of our our field team, and and he's um, he made the first film that we have coming out. If you want to see the information on that, go to creekdevil.com. It's on there. Um, anyway, he's he was at your house to interview you as part of the second film we have coming out or that will be coming out. So, sorry, I didn't mean to break in there, but I had to, people are going to ask if I don't say who's Adam. 
Well, no, that's that's a good explanation because I didn't explain who he was either. But uh, we could hear him up there kind of giggling and laughing uh, about the, you know, and then we could hear the chain rattling at the gate and everything. So we kind of were thinking that they were having some difficulty with the uh, the gate or something. But um, it was it was they were still here up at the top of the driveway. And of course, you can't see them because of all the brush and everything that's past the uh you know past my yard and everything but i mean here comes this and 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 jessica was down there somewhere on the 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 other end of the uh the trailer it wasn't near where we were sitting it was on the other end of the trailer so i don't know and i don't know jessica if you have an idea where it came from it either came out of the the woods from the other end of the trailer or it came out um uh from Back there in the back, I, I don't. I have no idea. I mean, it, it obviously wasn't in the yard with us, but it it went kerplat on the trailer. I'm like, you know, we both kind of looked at each other, and I said, "That was a rock." Oh, Adam because, was excited. I mean, he sent me a text right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, you know, were they pissed because we had uh, somebody out here different? You know. That's possible. It sure. have been time. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've experienced that several times in the past. You know, down there at Honeby at the cabin, and I mean, I mean, we do know that they throw rocks. You've got an unknown male presence out there that's going to set them off. Well, yeah, well, Adam was here, and then his son was here, and his son's 18 years old. So, I mean, here we had two males, and then his wife, and then us two females. And, and we had already been, we had taken them all over there on the other side. And uh, and that the other thing that was peculiar, you know, I've been telling you guys that I haven't seen any deer on my property. And during hunting season, the deer always come to my property. And it's getting close to fall, and it's getting close to hunting season. We go all, we walk all the way over to uh, the property line to the west of us, and then we went down that fence line, and we were looking at all that brush. And I suspect that that's where the rock came from because there's rocks on the outer edge uh, of the ground out there. But we walked all the way to that fence line. And I was spotlighting out there, actually on my neighbor's property, and all of a sudden, eyeballs everywhere, deer. I mean, bucks, does, everything out there. There must have been uh, a half a dozen of them out there. And they were walking directly through their property. And those deer used to come through my property. And then all the trails that we found in the cedars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we found trails everywhere out there. And yet you you didn't see deer tracks. You didn't see hog tracks. And it, and my horses and where we were seeing trails, we I don't have any horses. So there was no way that the horses had made these. And I, we were just like, what the heck? I mean, Adam was asking me and I said, that's not, you know, that's not horses. They're not doing that. Especially since the fact that the way they are, they're too low for the horses. Yeah, horses. We would have to bend down. It would be pretty obvious, too, if any hoofed animals had made those trails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but it was, 
it was kind of spooky out there, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we were there so late, they may have been pissed off because we normally aren't out that late. No, no. Uh-uh. Well, here's another thing that I found interesting is um, it looks like a truck track or a car track. It looks like uh, a truck track with some heavy tread on it had driven over your property. This thing is superimposed on top of that. So it came afterwards, which I found interesting. Well, that heavy truck tread would have been Jessica's truck. Okay. Jessica, do do you have any idea when you drove, when you last drove your truck there? Because, I don't know, this might help might help to pinpoint when this hit because it looks like it just showed up right after because it's the truck 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 tread say that twice fast truck tread is very crisp and clear the footprint is equally crisp and clear and in this kind of soil condition i would think that any amount of time goes along wind or moisture or whatever would make one or the other uh you know, kind of fade, but it's about the same time. Uh, it's almost like you got a, you got your, uh, your secret observer, secret admirer right behind you. <laughs> well, the creature definitely well, walked. Well, you would have probably made that the night before, wouldn't you, Jessica? Because she gets off at 10. She gets off earlier than I do. And you would have come in and parked right there. Yeah. And depending on which track it is, it could have been when you were still here. So it could have been when I just pulled up and we went yeah. inside to do something and they, we had to go out. Depending on which tra- which picture it is. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking at these uh, that picture your Tom's talking about. You can see all the cat footprints in the dust there along with the, uh, the tire tread and then the Sasquatch footprint. And uh, one thing I notice is the Sasquatch track, and this is a juvenile, is actually, it appears deeper than the tire tread. Yes, yes, it does. And, yeah, and there's a track does. facing the other direction, too. You see the toes. Um, yep. So it looks like they kind of well, wandered around there. Well, that particular morning that I found those, I had just let the cats out, and Jessica had actually pulled her truck up next to my car underneath the uh, oak tree. And I don't remember, were we going to load something in your car there? I mean, the truck, I don't remember exactly why she uh, pulled it up, had circled around and then pulled it up uh, beside me. And uh, I actually, I had walked through there myself. And that's why I now look down before I do any of that, because uh, we had actually disturbed a few of the other ones that were a little bit lighter, but they were in a more rocky area there. And uh, I actually had was on the opposite side, and she started coming through. And I actually put my arm up and blocked her and said, stop, look, look, look. <laughs> and, and that's when she looked down, and it was kind of like both of us had a oh-my-gosh moment, you know. And um, yeah, But the cats, of course, you know, we had two or three cats that had followed us up through there. They have to be involved in everything that we do, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, supervise us to make sure we're doing it right. Of course. And uh, so they they had already walked through there several times. So we kind of had smudged a, uh, a few of them. But 
I tell you what, I don't do that anymore. I as soon as I come off the back porch, I'm like looking at the ground. You know, I have the date stamp I have on here is August fifth, so it's just a month yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we fact we were looking through that stuff because I had to. I couldn't remember when it was, and Jessica couldn't remember for sure when it was. And um, she, we, we, it was August fifth, and I think she had a couple of them earlier. Wasn't it the twenty sixth of July, Jessica? That you had some yeah. that looked like little, little teeny, teeny tiny baby footprints, and they were at the back of her truck. So I wonder yeah. sometimes if they're not using her truck as a playpen. Well, it's possible. I mean, you know, who knows what they're doing? Yeah, there's. I'm looking at another picture here. There's uh, two footprints, right? That, and again, one of them, the heels on the uh, tread, the tire tread. Um, there's actually a cat footprint in it, but uh, the one track is facing another footprint. There, they're going in opposite directions, right close to each other. So they must have just kind of meandered around there. Well, yeah, now I'm going to tell you what my thought on that is. Of course, I have no proof, but Dave, you remember when you sent me that outdoor alarm? Okay, we mounted it right there at the at the gate on the corner of the shed. And we, in fact, we had to ch- change it to just, we'd had it running days and night, but we just finally changed it to night only because every time anything went by there, even during the day, it would go off. Well, and the cats will set it off too. But usually at night, my cats, the, the four that stay out uh, here at the house, they go underneath the house. And um, they're pretty street-wise. So um, I think that alarm went off right there at that gate because they, there were no footprints inside the yard. They were just right outside about probably six feet from that gate and i think that that alarm went off and i think that that's why they were all meandering around there they didn't quite know what to do that's what i think yeah that could very well be sure especially younger ones you know okay there hasn't really been any of the footprints inside the gate since we got that alarm that's right yeah hadn't seen a thing inside the of the the gate now, oh, we do have to tell you something else that was weird. And we were, I was picking up some stuff that we'd, I'd had some tubs that uh, I had gotten out of storage and I had them in the backyard and was cleaning them all off because we were packing stuff and everything. And we were gathering all that stuff up in the backyard yesterday before Adam and them got there. And I'm, I'm walking through the yard, and, and you remember the, the the sunflower, the sunflower that had evidence that something had peed on it. And all of a sudden, I see these, and they were almost, and Jessica, remember, they were almost these rocks. I should have took pictures. I can still take pictures of them because they're all, actually, Adam did get pictures. They're all like they're together, but they're white caliche rocks, and they're all almost the same exact size. Now, I don't have any rock in my backyard, none whatsoever. And I'm picking up these tubs and getting ready to take them all in the house. And I look down, and I'm like going, where did all these rocks come from? I'd already had seen the ones over by the, 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 the sunflower, which is now dying, by the way. And, um, and I thought that was kind of peculiar because I was scratching my head where they come from. Well, they had to have come <coughs> off, the drive, off the driveway over there. Cause that's the only place I've got caliche. So, but I'm like, 
walking through the backyard there picking up these tubs and all of a sudden I'm looking down and and Jessica you were doing something else and when you walked up I said come here and look at these I said where in the heck did all these rocks come from and dummy me I've been looking at these rocks out there and I turn it around and I'm looking because PEC had cut a, 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 a driveway I don't know I guess is what you'd call it anyway a uh, and cut some trees down and pushed them all down in the back and then uh, plowed up all this land. When And when they had dug up the hole for the uh, pole that they'd put in back there, they had actually got uh, had uh, pushed out a bunch of rock and stuff like that. So all down this driveway the area that's on the opposite side of my fence, outside my fence, has got – there's – Oh, probably two and three inch quartz type rocks out there. And I'm looking at these rocks and they're pretty rocks. They're like quartz rocks and they're in the backyard now. And I asked Jessica, I said, where'd these rocks come from? Now, I know some people's dogs like to pick up rocks. My dog does not like to pick up rocks. She just picks up big sticks and tries to kill you with them when she runs around with them. You know, she picks up logs, like six-foot logs, and then carries them around. And um, so I know the dog didn't do it. And that's when Jessica, tell them what you said to me, because Dummy here had not noticed this. I had said that they're almost in a straight line. It literally looks like they were placed in a straight line about two and a half, three feet apart. Because they were pretty yeah. much. That's in one of the pictures y'all y'all took. There's a line of small pebbles. Because I think I showed you in a text. There's a line of small pebbles, maybe about seven or eight. And they're in a perfect line. And you can see where they were drug across the ground and lined up. I'll try and find the picture and text it to you. Okay. Well, Adam ended up taking pictures of it because he thought it was kind of peculiar, too. And I said, you know, I, I had not noticed this until I was out there picking up those tubs uh, and taking, to take in the house. And I was like, this is just beyond odd. Well, I, I <laughs> and, tell and everybody. Correct. They're all about, they're all evenly spaced. That's the other odd thing about it. They're evenly spaced. I, the I distance always, between them. I always tell people to take pictures of things if they are out of place. Like, if it's something out of place or looks odd to you, I mean, it doesn't hurt to take a picture because if it turns out it's, you know, something just normal or whatever, it's not a big deal to delete those pictures. But you never know. You know, when something, it's a piece of, a puzzle piece that will fit in maybe years later. Yeah. Well, Adam thought that they were gifting us. <laughs> For what? And then I don't remember. Was it his son that said the cats? You know, because we have those cats that disappeared. I just sent all of y'all uh, that pic. Are they collecting ammo? Oh, thanks, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that means that then they're coming into my backyard to have done that. And that's what I was like looking around on the ground back there to see if, uh, you know, if I saw any footprints. I actually, at that point in time, when Jessica said they're in a line, oh my gosh, they're in a line. (laughs) 
And I'm like, but you know, the ground back there, we've had such no, no, no rain in so long. And it's been so hot. Everything is just like cement around here. Yeah, it wouldn't, so it wouldn't be like water. I don't like think I would have had footprints right. back there. And I was thinking they could use the the fence on the west side, all the trees that are right up get right up by the fence, and get that hey, get into this that way. Let me ask this: Where those rocks are, is that anywhere near the boundary that triggers any of those lights? You know the motion sensor stuff. Nope. No. Hmm. That's on no, the other side of the house. It's yeah. It's on the other side of the house. That's what. Yeah. That they That's wouldn't even. Question, that uh, alarm wouldn't even be affecting them. Yeah, Forrest, move that alarm around whenever you can. Kind of keep them off guard. Well, I think I'm going to leave that one where it is, and I think I'm going to maybe get me another one. I can send you one if you want one. Well, I, I think I would, and, and let's put it out there on the uh, the the side of the kennel or something like that and, uh, you know, see if that doesn't produce some uh, results. I will do that. See, and that's that's um, a good, very good indicator of what we say when you put those kind of things in place. If you're trying to keep the creatures at bay, these things do work. Yeah, because well, I think if they are coming into the property, I think, or into the yard, I think they're using the cedar trees that are right up by the fence and just hopping over to the ones that are in the inside fence and just climbing down them because they can you easily know, get that way. Oh, they can. And here's a something for all of our listeners out there, and that is the speed at which these things move is phenomenal. It is like the one that I saw, it, it was just incredibly fast. You know, I heard the reports from people saying, well, this, I've never seen anything move that fast. So they can go from spot to spot so quickly. You turn around and they could zip 10, 15 feet from one hiding spot to another right behind you. And you'd never know it. See, I think that's what freaks people out the most is they, they see the size of these things and then they see how quick they move. And they just can't handle it mentally. Yeah, it's happened to me twice. Well, I think that's a good indication that they have, uh, they've inherited that fast twitch muscles like uh, your chimps and gorillas and, uh, you know, most of your uh, lower primates have. We don't have that. That's why our reaction time is, is more slower. I can guarantee you I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can guarantee you, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> the only thing that has that kind of speed when you see something like that is your bladder. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, what. What gets me going that fast is if I were to run into one of these things, you know, then I got then I got fast twitch muscles. <laughs> <laughs> or fast twitch bladder, one of the two, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heavens. <laughs> Oh, well, I hadn't had I hadn't had to uh, grab me a pair of depends yet. So, <laughs> but that may be coming. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because now what Jessica was talking about the the cedar trees, and I don't know, I may get out there and 
get somebody to crank up that chainsaw. We may just take some of those trees down over there near the fence. Um, they are on the west side, and strangely enough, uh, it's so thick over there on the other side. Um, I actually had talked to a guy that, that does that runs those uh, crews where they just bring in this machinery and it literally just, it goes right through these trees and it just grounds them up and they're nothing but chips all over the ground. And um, they wanted $3,500 to do all that. And I just oh, didn't no, have the no, money. No. I just didn't have the money to do that. Well, actually that's pretty cheap uh, for around here. Seriously, Tom, it is. But you gotta be I, kidding. I was, hey, Forrest. No, uh-uh. Uh, Adam Tom. Adam is actually texting me texting me right now. We, I oh, was really? I was joking. I sent to Tom. And I forgot he was on the same text. I, you know, we we're talking about you know Adam being there and his son and and um, uh, the rock being thrown as they were leaving. I said, well, it was Adam's manly presence that upset the creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so he he come on. And he says my manly presence. And he was you know chuckling, but he said to ask you about the brush pile. That got flattened down and spread oh, out. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, that was peculiar because, uh, you know what? Jessica and I had not noticed that until we found the game camera. And I didn't, I, both of us didn't really know how to react to it because we were walking, you know, after we found that game camera out there. And then we were walking down and around back there by the, there is a light pole on that side. That's where PEC put that light pole. And they had pushed all this cedar and stuff back there up in one great big huge pile and remember what i told you jessica i turned around and i went where'd the pile go and we yeah and, there that night. and i went where'd the pile go and i did adam last night because and and tell him what you told him about you used to be able to when that pile was there what you used to be able to do when you when i was in the hospital there yeah, I used to actually be able to go around and walk around the pile. Because one of her cats, when it got out, it liked to go up front. But it only does that with me, not with her. So this cat would literally go up front and go into those cedar trees, and I'd actually have to go up there and start wandering the cedar trees trying to catch her. And i actually go in between the cedar trees and that pile to be able to catch her. But now I look over there and that pile is right up against the trees. It's like. It's, it's been spread out, Well, It's like something took everything down. I mean, it used to be like 20 feet high and it's now like maybe four feet high and it's all spread all the way to the back. It's like something, it almost looks like something has spread it all out and made up a platform up there. And we just thought, I mean, I hadn't paid any attention to it. And I just thought that night that we found that game camera, I thought, well, that is just weird. How did that happen? So, I mean, it took a bulldozer to put that darn pile up there. And then (laughs) something just spread it all out. And I haven't had any bulldozers over here. Adam said, he's texting me again. Um... Uh, uh. Oh, I had a bunch of texts come in, so I lost it. Hold on a sec. Let me see. Oh, no, that wasn't him. There we are. 
Uh, he said, great history. Ask her about woolly boogers. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was totally fascinated with my story about my, my daddy tab and my mom monk. We used to sit on the front porches because he was kind of fussing about the, the road noise. <clears throat> and I said, we didn't used to have that when I was a little girl. We could sit out on the front porch and listen to the whippoorwills across the the pasture and just clear as day at night we could listen to the whippoorwills well i was allowed to sit out there after dark with them on the front porch but i think i've told you all this before that when it got dark i was told that i had to come in i was not allowed to um just hang out outside so I was always told that we have woolly, the woolly boogers would get me. And now when, you know, when I'd spend the summer with them, when I was in grade school and junior high, I always thought, what a funny story. My granddaddy's so funny. Woolly boogers. Uh, what the heck are woolly boogers? And that's when he started telling me the story about the, the little girl that, uh, I say little girl, I don't really, really remember how old she was. They got, uh, abducted by, um, a woolly booger um, over in Marble Falls and she was tending to a flock of goats and sheep and um, it grabbed her and I think when they found her she was over somewhere in Blanco County and it carried her a pretty good ways and now the story that you, if you look it up online that it tells you that uh, the woolly booger was cornered in a cave and killed now, my daddy, Tab, who was pretty good about telling the truth and, and getting his story straight, he always said, but, you know, um, I was always his pumpkin tater. He called me pumpkin tater because I had, uh, you know, my hair was auburn. And uh, y'all don't know what a pumpkin tater is, do you? Uh, Does anybody nope. know what a pumpkin tater is? Nope. 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 know what a pumpkin tater is. <laughs> Chuck, did you fall asleep? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm here. No, I don't, I've, I've never heard of that. Are they hey, good for eating? Yeah, it's a sweet potato. Sweet potato. Uh, okay. It's called All a right. pumpkin potato. Well, anyway, that's what he called me because of my, my reddish hair. So, anyway, um, but he was telling me this story, and he said, no, that woolly booger got away, that they didn't ever actually kill it. But during the 60s, he was kind of concerned because they were actually having sightings out by Buchanan Lake and uh, Inks Lake out here because um, that's only like eight miles from us as the crow flies. So he didn't he didn't like that. Yeah, they were they were having reported sightings out there of woolly boogers all the time out there by the lake. So. And, of course, now this was long before all that has been built up. You know, I was telling Adam last night, Central Texas right now happens to be the fastest growing area in the United States. And, frankly, we're kind of getting tired of it. You know, all you Yankees can go home and all you Californians can, too. So um, it's just we're kind of getting tired of everybody coming out here and buying up all this ranch land and then divvying up and putting in subdivisions. So. I think that I really kind of wonder if that doesn't have a lot to do with um, 
some of this activity again being pushed up that they're going wherever they can find a little peace and quiet maybe i don't know less people y'all tell me chuck what did you have for us oh i if if we got time i was going to tell you it probably wouldn't be really quick but um yeah go ahead i had a validation i had a validation on my my very first sighting and this happened eight years ago and uh a buddy of mine called me and said let's let's go out to that location and let's let's um just do a a a walkabout and i'll interview you and you can tell me what happened in your encounter and all that and and uh that's what we did and and i told them the account and everything else and we flew a drone over the area and um we we got ready to put all of our cameras and stuff in in our equipment back in the car and all of a sudden we noticed uh, a pumper was coming up into the location we thought oh crap we're fixing to get in trouble because you know, this is this is oil field equipment, and we're out here taking pictures and and all this. And he pulled his truck up right up next to us, and uh, he he gets out of the truck and he says, "What are you guys doing?" And we, we were all just kind of quiet. We didn't know what to say. And he goes, "What are y'all looking for, Bigfoot?" <laughs> and I think every one of us, the four of us that were there, I think every one of us, we. Uh, we had a mouthful of gravel because I think our mouth hit the, hit the dirt. And, uh, and we said, we told him, well, well, that's kind of what we're doing. And, and he said, all of a sudden he goes, well, I had something strange happen out here about four months ago. And, and I think all of us were just kind of looking at each other, like, you gotta be kidding me. This doesn't ever kind of happen like this. And, uh, he said, yeah, he said, I, I was up on the, Gates in a tank up top and he said it was probably about six o'clock in the morning about the same time time frame that i had my encounter eight years earlier and he said i was up there gauging the tanks and he said back there in the back and he pointed to the spot the exact same spot where i actually had my sighting there and he said uh it was right over there and i kept hearing branches breaking and he said i he said, I, it kind of bothered me a little bit, kind of freaked me out. And uh, he said, I went ahead and kept doing my job. And he said, all of a sudden, I started getting pebbles thrown at me on top of the tanks. And uh, he said, I, I've never, ever, uh, I've never had a sighting. I didn't have a sighting that day. He said, but something told me that it was time for me to, to leave. And uh, it was it was a really amazing experience because it was the same location, the same spot that I had seen him uh, eight years prior to that. And um, it was just a really cool event. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that hardly ever happens when you have a a person come to the, the same spot that you actually had a sighting and and comes along with the story that hey, there's a possibility that I had the same experience that you had here, you know, without actually seeing one. So it was pretty cool to have somebody like that come out there and, and kind of validate what I had seen. So. Well, Chuck, it is. And especially when he he's the one who basically, he said, you know, who's, who's going to say this first? And he said it first. 
um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really cool thing. So he actually, he actually let us do a, a video with him too. And, uh, so that, that was pretty cool. Ended up to be a pretty good day. Well, Tom, you just sent me the picture with the, uh, the little rocks lined up and it yeah. looks like a doodle and <laughs> with a stick or something, or maybe a finger <laughs> in the dirt. Did yeah, and I was well. I was looking at the the series of lines to the right of that that rock, that the string of rocks. Yeah, that looks it's almost perpendicular, and they're perfect. And I was like, well, it's like a little tiny rake did that, or some something did that. I, I had not, I had not noticed that before, and that is just weird. I mean, and there's a line running up to those rocks. Was that what you were talking about, Dave, or did you have another situation? That's what I'm talking about, what I saw. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the one I circled in red? Yeah. Yeah. I had not noticed that. That is weird. Yeah. It almost not looks natural. like a like doodle. I mean, you know, yeah. like a kid doodling in the dirt. Yeah, that's not natural. Do y'all see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really... There's just a lot of weird stuff going on here. I thought you were telling me. But the rock throwing at Adam, you know, I found that really, really curious. And was it, was it, what was the light, lighting conditions? Was it in the evening or was it daylight? Uh, you know, what was. What you mean last night? Yeah, yeah. It was like, they left here about 1130. Oh, at night? Yeah. At night, yeah, we had already walked the property with spotlights, and uh, uh, he was trying out the floor and uh, and everything. We had walked uh, completely walked the property. I mean, it was well, not completely. I mean, we weren't going out in the brush. I wouldn't even let him go out in the way out in the pasture because I mean, uh, I mean, now is not a good time to be doing that because uh, even our the snakes, it's too hot for the snakes to even come out during the day. They go out. They're being they're out there hunting at night. So, um, well, darn, you know, want so to come I, out there. I like running into snakes. I love I'm that. Sure <laughs> Rattlesnakes. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but we did. We walked all around the barn and all down and, and around. And we actually had seen something that, that appeared to be uh, three kittens up in the a tree. We were like, I had spied the eye shine up there. And then, and then I saw three sets of eyes shine and we went over there and I mean, they just like disappeared up in the tree and I don't have any kittens. So I don't know if they were baby, uh, bobcats maybe, or, uh, or what they were, but they, they were, oh, they, really? they looked very cat-like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, well, we need so to get you an iPhone that. 14 or something. They, they take incredible pictures. But no, the, the, it, this was on the rock. It hit the west end of the, the mobile home. And um, um, I think, I, Jessica, don't you think it was like the other end of the trailer there? I think that's where it hit. But yeah. It was nice and loud. <laughs> they were just kind of both sitting there going, oh, <laughs> that was a rock. <laughs> yeah. Is that a first? Yes. 
Of course, normally we aren't out there at 11 o'clock at night. How come? Normally we're in the house. <laughs> That's Jessica, you know I got dry humor, right? <laughs> Why wouldn't yeah. you be out there 11 o'clock at night wandering around with rattlesnakes and Bigfoot and who knows what else? Illegals. <laughs> right. Yeah, how bad can it be? Well, eh, not bad. But not something you want to do. Well, right. guys, I hate to say it, but we are out of time. We're having too much fun. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. We, we should be doing that on Campfire Talk. <laughs> so, for this show, we'll go ahead and end it here. Great stuff, guys. Jessica, Forrest, very interesting, fascinating stuff. And we'll uh, we'll have a couple of those footprint pictures up on the JRG Facebook page, so... Everybody, thanks for stopping by and uh, join us next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open now.